And here we go! This is the Ignite Rock Podcast where one week I interview those who are doing awesome stuff with WordPress and the other week I share some tips and advice on making the most out of your online business and career. Thank you for tuning in. And now, let's get straight on to the show. Here we go everyone, this is going to be a good one today because I have Ian on the line who has a lot of experience in different things but of course there's so many things we can talk about in terms of WordPress. So I'm going to start off with uh, Ian, thank you very very much for your time and uh, definitely appreciate you sharing your moment, your journey, your wisdom and I guess we're going to start off with just tell me a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from and how did you get to where you are today? Well, thanks so much for having me here, Ahmed. Uh, no pressure. That was a that was a bit of an intro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I guess you could say I was a sales professional. So I predominantly worked in sales across engineering and tech companies. Uh, originally trained as an engineer, actually, but I quickly discovered that calculations weren't for me. Uh, I, well, basically, I just wasn't very good at it. <laughs> so what I found was that I became a commercial engineer. So very much a relationship person, um, joined the tendering team to try and win large bids. But within that role, I was always a digital champion, uh, ultimately ended up on the board of a software company. Uh, interestingly enough, that company had its own website builder, which we might get into later on, which they self-authored. And that was something I could sell alongside our other products. But yes, a sales professional sold across the UK, Middle East, Asia, Something I speak about quite a lot is burnout, because I suffered that quite severely. Ended up in hospital, many tests, lots of medication. Uh, fooled me once, shame on me. I did it. I did it three times. So I uh, burnt out a few times, collapsed, um, all down to workplace stress. To be honest. So a couple of years ago, I was approaching forty, and I thought, right, that's it. I've had enough. Uh, so I quit. I quit. I, I kept myself out of my corporate job. Um, my wife wasn't too happy when I got home and told her I'd done that. <laughs> Two kids and a and a substantial mortgage later, but uh, but I had to do it. It was just something that was an itch. So in terms of being an entrepreneur, I knew that was. I think I had a. I think I was testing all the way through my career in terms of working with engineering and software companies that I knew there was a commercial gap there. So some great tech companies, some great precision engineers companies, for for example, but commercially. A little bit of a gap there, so I thought, right, I'm going to fill that gap, and uh, I've never looked back. Wow, so many, um, so many things you went through there. Some, what a journey! What a journey! Mm. Wow, mm-hmm. and you know, there's so many things that people talk about. One trend is that you have to work 18 hours a day. You have to hustle. You have to kind of like don't sleep. And there's so many people take pride in surviving on you know two or three hours of sleep a night because it gets work, work, work kind of thing. But, you know, you have experienced yourself three times that, um, you know, it's not such a good idea and you suffered burnout. So, you know, how, how, how did you feel about that journey? What happened there and what what kind of caused you to hit that brick wall? Yeah, sure. I can, I can certainly drill into that for you. Um, what caused it? Well, I guess it was being in a sales role. Obviously, you have targets. You've got targets to hit. So you've got... Um, annual targets, monthly targets. And it was just, I'm, I'm pretty conscientious. I'm pretty driven. I'm full on. And if I'm going to do something, I, I go I go full on. And it was just a matter of wanting to hit those targets. And 
I guess I was a, a good sales guy for for a, a company because I, w- I wasn't really having to be man managed. I was my own sort of driven person. But the downside that comes with that is that you push yourself incredibly hard. Um, and actually, from a sales point of view, you've kind of got the commission spent before you get it. I don't know if you've ever been in a sales role, Ahmed, but I was the kind of guy who said, right, if I hit this deal, we're going to Florida. If I hit this deal, we're getting a conservatory. If I hit this one, you can change your car. Wow. And uh, it was just drive, 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 really. Wow. But yes, you're dead right. A hustle is, you know, I blame Gary Vee. I'd slap Gary Vee if I could see him as much as I love him. But yeah, hustle is the is the term that's widely used now. And I get that, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're starting your own business, um, you do have to hustle. I mean, to be honest, I've probably never been as happy, but I've never worked as hard as I am now. But I'm working for me and I'm not working for the man. And I'm working in my own time with my own culture and my own values. So it's a different kind of hustle, if you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get you because, um, I mean, yeah, Gary Vee, obviously, is a pioneer of hustle. I mean, as much as I have a lot of respect to what he does, his style does not work for everyone. And, you know, you shouldn't really kind of replicate what he does because he tells you, I think he mentioned a few times that you have to, you know, work to the style that works for you. He mentioned a few times that, you know, it's my DNA. I have to do this. I survive well. This is what I do. But it doesn't mean that you have to do exactly the same thing. You know, you can find your own system and what works best for you. So, um, wow, that is some journey. And and uh, and uh, to uh, come home and tell your wife that you quit your job, <laughs> brave man. You know, I have a very brave thing to do. Um, I mean, that must have been another moment where you felt like, you know, what the time was right for me to quit my job and go after my own journey, kind of thing. I think it's a strange one, to be honest, because it was one of those periods in my life where I didn't overthink it. So an example being I was I was at work one day and I'd become very dizzy. I felt like I had tunnel vision. I could only see out a very small bit of my eyes. It sounds a bit of a strange description, but I just could hardly see. So I picked my car keys up, shut down the computer, um, saw my PA and said, right, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. I've, I'm going. Got in the car, drove down the motorway incredibly fast, too fast, really. I could hardly see. Bit of a stupid thing to do. I got to the bottom of the road and it was either left to hospital or right at home. And I was so anxious and I couldn't really face to see anybody. So I took the right turn and I went home. It was a sunny day. I opened the door. All the family were there. Straight through the house, into the back garden. My kids have a trampoline. I lay on that trampoline and I was out for 16 hours. My wife couldn't get us up. That was it. I just flat brain, just shut off. So when I quit... I was in that similar mold and I knew if I didn't quit, I'd be collapsing again. So I didn't even think about it, to be honest. I just just said, right, I'm done and I'm going now and I'm not working three months notice. I've packed my bag. I've got a box here, an A4 photocopying box with all my all my stuff in and I'm done. So <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, but it's, it's good that you kind of, you knew yourself that it was time to stop and it's time to do something about it. A lot of people would have just kept on going and work, you know, through that barrier and just get on with it. But it's good that you kind of knew the time is now to stop. I can't do this to myself, to to my, to my wife, to my family and all these things. So, wow, I mean, I appreciate you sharing that story. It's, just, uh, <laughs> it's something that we should all kind of learn from, that uh, if you hit a brick wall, you really need to uh, look about what you should do with that because it's not worth, you know, hurting yourself or damaging your health 
just to keep going really so no I appreciate that wow you're right and yeah at the end of the day you can you can only be you so as a as a sales guy if I give anybody any any sort of any any advice any guidance I think it's a I think sales is a is a short term career in my mind I think you can hustle hard you can make a bit of money but you've always got to have that plan of how do I get out or how do I get into management or how do I get into direct level or how do I move a little bit of a sideways away from that pressure you know and uh I'd put myself in that pressure for for too many years to be honest so <laughs> people like might it, yeah. dis- people might disagree people might be a sales guy until they retire but I just couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but then, I mean, you know, you you said yourself it's a short-term career kind of thing, but then you've made that kind of step to do to go to the next stage of your career, and uh, you know, which is you know, start your own business far north. And um, you know, one thing I noticed that you kind of focus in a few areas, and one of the areas that you like to do is that you're passionate about your your home borough. You know, you're, you're based in the northeast around the South Shield region. And, um, you know, you're very passionate about kind of, you know, helping drive growth for companies in that area, as well as, you know, you said yourself across the UK, Middle East, but you're very passionate about helping your local business too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that comes from what I've been through. So basically what I don't want to see is corporate companies now putting too much onto their sales teams. So as a business coach, as a, as a sales leader, what I do now is I, I do master classes and sales um, courses and I try and just change the way that they approach sales. So you, I don't know if you've been in any sales courses, Ahmed, or any of the listeners have, but you might have been on the kind of 1950s style ones. So, you know, you've been told you you have to wear your suit like this and you have to act like this and smile and shake hands and You've got two of these and one of them as I point them at ears and my mouth, you know, these very old sales sort of techniques. And what I want to do is refresh that way of thinking and become more of a relationship sales because that's how things are sold. You know, we have this know, like and trust factor, which I always talk about. So before people buy for you, they want to know you, they want to like you and they want to trust you and then they'll go along with you. Don't don't try and. I mean, Gary talks about the jab, 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 right hook, doesn't he? You know, so yep. pe- too many people are going for that right hook now. And what I'm talking about with the jab thing, or sometimes I use the hop, skip and the jump analogy, is just take your time, build the relationship up and try to help people. Don't try to sell to them. Try to help them have a solution. So that's my call. And now Ahmed is really to try and get that point across and help sales teams have a relationship as opposed to that right hook sales that we've, we've seen maybe in the past. And you're spot on that it's it's a very ancient kind of thing style. You said 1950s. It probably is that kind of, (laughs) you know, region. And, um, yeah, it does seem very old-fashioned. And, you know, times have changed. Consumers, your clients, they're getting smarter and smarter. And, uh, you know, people think about, you should think about helping them rather than giving it to them or forcing it to them, that kind of thing. And you're right. Building that relationship, developing that trust is so so important now um more so than ever and this is online and offline regardless of what you're doing and that's why it seems like whatever you're doing online it seems to me that it's kind of getting a bit more tricky to have that personal relationship because you can't replace that you know face-to-face 
contact and a one-on-one contact kind of thing. But at the same time, you have to develop that relationship uh, online as well. And uh, I think it's something that it's something that I, I can see that you're doing quite well because you are using different medium, whether it's your website and whether it's your podcast, which we will get into in a second. And uh, you're also a speaker as well. So I can tell that you you heavily focus on relationship building and management quite a lot, which is, I agree with you, which is very, very important. You did, you did right. The, the medium is a really interesting one. You mentioned the online and offline. So it's interesting. I seen a post on LinkedIn the other day from a sales trainer, and they had a similar sort of twist on Gary's jab, jab, jab. But they were like, they, they said, give, 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 and then take. And I couldn't help myself. I had to comment and say, take? Really? It's the ask. You don't take. And that was from a really, that was from a very famous sales leader, actually, which I, I couldn't help but flame. And then I got a couple of emails after from that saying, nicely done, mate. Wow. <laughs> but yes, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, online content is so important. I mean, I've, I've did a few videos of late and that's from people just saying, love your podcast, but would you mind doing a few YouTube videos and talking about what I had employee advocacy was the last one I did. So getting that no like and trust factor across these mediums, such as the YouTube, the podcast, and of course, um, website, that helps you get that trust factor across and I was coaching it. I was coaching the business the other day, and they were saying that they they couldn't get one client across the line. And what I asked them was, how many touch points have you had with that client? And what I meant by that was my average was twenty one in my last role. So basically, that's from them reaching out via email, you picking up the phone, having a chat, going to meet them, maybe doing a demonstration of your software, giving them a proposal, ringing them back up, asking how it went, another demo. Another email, another phone call. You know, you're not going to, someone's not going to buy off you in five different touch points. You're talking 20 odd now. Mm-hmm. So if there's any salespeople listening to this, cool your jets, you know, keep the relationship going and you'll, you'll get across the line. And people often get a bit messed up when they, when, when they don't get that sale. It's not a no, it's just a not now. Not now. Just, yeah, yeah just keep going. 100%, 100% agree. And it's not, you know, just because it's the, you know, it's a no now, what's wrong for, you know, build it up to make it a yes in a year, two years time, five years sure. time, whatever it takes, because, you know, again, it's a relationship thing. And there's nothing wrong with like waiting a year, two years, five years of not now until it becomes a yes, because as you said, it's not a quick thing and you can't just force it on people to say yes. And it's, it's amazing that, that you said as well that that trainer about give, 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 take. I mean, I'm not sure about take. Um, you know, most of the time it's give, 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 and then they approach you if you want to, or they ask you, or they reach you, or stuff like that. But uh, you can't force people to say yes or to take at the end of the day. It's, when it's right for them, it's right for them. It's how I see it. Ex- Exactly, yeah. But, you know, if they do say no, what's to say that they won't move roles and in six months' time reach out and say, you know, that time we met last year, well, actually, it wasn't fit for our business, but it could be a good fit for this business. Or they might refer you on and say, my friend works for a similar business. Why don't you try him? So, you know, don't burn your bridges as well, I guess, is is a good thing to think about, you know, just because someone said no, you know, thank them, thank them for for the time, thank them for the journey. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and you're right. Don't build, uh, don't burn bridges because uh, you never know where that relationship can take you in terms of not necessarily with that person, but yeah, with any of their network. And if they have a big network, then they will uh, they will remember you. 
hopefully for for the right reason as well. So, no, definitely so many things I agree with you on that right there. And, you know, I just mentioned earlier, we talked about that you're also a podcaster and you're at the uh, Industry Angel. It's a business podcast and you talk to different uh, business owners and entrepreneurs. And uh, I'm sure you have talked to a lot of people. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious to know because what has the podcast done for you? Because we talked about building trust and all these things, but what else has it done for you in terms of talking to these entrepreneurs and even personally for yourself as well? It's a really good question, Ahmed. Um, I started the podcast um, early 2016, so I've probably been going about 80 months actually because um, I was busy arranging and planning things at the back end of 2015. And it was one of them ones where I sat down and thought, right, I'm going to give myself a list of, of what, I, what I want to do next year. And one of them, one of them was for 2016 was podcasting. So I did a lot of research, you know, how do you do a podcast? Where do you start? What mediums do you use? What the technology is? And and I began it. And I guess I began it because when I was working with Far North, it was my own business. And what I liked about it was I could go in any direction that I wanted. If I wanted to take my kids to school in the morning, I could do that. If I wanted to start the day with a swim, I could. If I wanted to work it till midnight from seven o'clock in, you know, in the evening, I could do that. And that's what it's all about, you know, having your own business. And I thought, you know, it is. Yes, I can dedicate a day. And you'll know all about this, Armbed, in terms of how long it takes to record a podcast, find guests, edit it, put it up there on your various iTunes or wherever you're at. It's a commitment. And you'll see many podcasts is a term you've probably heard called pod fade, where a podcast will start and it'll fade off. Average around about eight to 10 shows, it'll fade away and never come back because people realize that, wow, it's actually a pretty big commitment. So I'm kind of 55 shows in now and I, I feel like, you know, I, I'm not going to fade. <laughs> and even if I do, now, yeah, there's no point. You may as well keep going. <laughs> but, um, you know, why I started it was really because I had such an interest in various different people, different genres. And I just thought, now I've got this platform, I can reach out and speak to these people. So an example being Jeffrey Moore who wrote a book called Crossing the Chasm, huge rock star in the marketing world. Um, I badgered the hell out of Jeff's PA to get a hold of him for just half an hour. That's all I wanted on my podcast, but I got it because I use a lot of Jeffrey's techniques in my coaching. He has a, a value proposition template that I often use. It's a bit like an elevator pitch for your business. And uh, I thought, wouldn't it be great to actually have spoken with Jeff and say, I use this I use this concept and naturally I've spoke with Jeff <laughs> and uh, I've spoke with people like James Ketchell who climbed Everest, cycled the world and rode the Atlantic just because I thought he was bloody interesting and I wanted to hear from him. So yeah, I guess selfishly when I've got this podcast, I'm just so interested in people and what they're up to that I want to bring that to my audience. So what does it do for me? Well, it gets me speaking to people I've never had the opportunity to speak to people on the other side of the world and I've actually created quite a large network now. And two weeks ago, I was actually in London with one of my, my one of my guests, and uh, she wants to launch wants to launch a company. And we, I facilitated a day with with her team to uh, to help her launch this company just from the fact we'd had half an hour together on a podcast. And so yeah, I jumped on a train down in London, and from the northeast, it takes a few hours. I was there by nine and got on at six or something, five o'clock. And yeah, had a great day together just from the podcast. Wow. It's mad. And that's something that you never really think about when you uh, 
when you have a podcast about what other thing that you can get out of it for your business and and stuff like that. And the great thing, it happened quite naturally. You didn't force it. You didn't um, kind of sell it to her uh, in terms of uh, say, oh, by the way, I have this business, you know, let us know if you need help. It just came naturally, which is the best way as well. She's brilliant. So I love that. I love that. And obviously, you you know, by building all this content online and, and having it on your website and iTunes and directories, people can connect with you. People can understand you more, your personality, and, you know, it gives you a bit of credibility. There's so many benefits of having a podcast. But at the same time, I agree with you 100%. It is a commitment. Recording it, prepping <laughs> it, finding the, the guest, and then even after that, get the transcription, put it online, and, and you know, editing and stuff like that. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of commitment. But if you do it right and if you enjoy it, it can be a, quite a powerful platform for a lot of people. So it's a very, very good point. It, it can be, and, and hats off to you, my friend, because you're doing it. You're doing it full on, correctly from the outset. Because the thing with podcasters is, what you find is, just like anything, you know, you you polish it, you polish it up, you get better, you get better. But you know, you've you've started, you've started 100% from the outset. You know, the the even down to the the reminders that you that your interview is about to take place tomorrow in the next hour. Here's a here's a sort of overview of what we do. Here's my website. Here's the link to interview guests. You know you, you you've you've doing it right, amazing from the start. So well done with that. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> it. I mean, I feel like this is only episode twenty one. So you know, I'm not exactly as uh, as ahead as you or as advanced as you. But yeah, I uh, I don't want to give up now. You have to kind of commit to it. Just like anything in life, you know, you can't just start and uh, expect immediate result success you got to build and build and build and and as you said it kind of connects you with different people you you know you talk to people and and uh, I have benefited from that myself in terms of just building a relationship with people and uh, so oh, I appreciate your kind words from an expert like yourself I you know I love it so uh, <laughs> I do appreciate that <laughs> but you're right it does get you into some i mean just i'll just quickly labor that point a little bit i was actually involved in a in an online bro- growth boot camp so 20 experts speaking uh, for 45 minutes on a youtube video and then you i don't know pay 200 dollars for a license to listen to all the speakers and you've got the you've got the links for like a lifetime supply of being able to watch them over and over again i took part in that purely from the podcast someone reached out i like what you do will you get involved in this so Keep going, my friend, because you never know where it's going to lead. I will. Thank you for your, thank you for your motivation. I like that. <laughs> I need that boost, you know, in this early morning. So thank you. I appreciate it. And you've, um, you know, obviously we have to get into WordPress eventually because you've mentioned um, to me earlier that um, before we started the call that, you know, you quit your job and then you started to build a website in WordPress with absolutely no prior experience whatsoever. And from that journey, you you know now kind of provide that service to your clients in terms of building you know and developing WordPress site, which is pretty amazing. From you know when you go from from zero to whatever you are, uh, it's pretty pretty impressive. So, what was your first experience with WordPress was like, and you know how did you come across it, and why did you choose WordPress in the first place? So like anything, well, to be honest, I'm a bit of a control freak. So if I do something, I want to, I want to do it 100% and I want to do it nobody else. And uh, and if I want to try and share or learn 
or talk about it, you've got to understand it. So that was, I needed, I knew I needed a website. I had the luxury of quitting the job and not being able, not needing to work straight away. So I had a few months off and during that three months, I sort of let things sit and resonate and digest in my mind where I wanted to take things. And business coaching was something that I wanted to do. But from that, and let's, you know, we've talked about that no like and share factor, no like and trust factor. You needed a, a platform. So I thought, right, let's have a look. And I literally just jumped onto YouTube and just watched a bunch of videos on what's out there. So I knew there was various cheaper end of, of sort of page builder websites. Um, I didn't want to go down that route because I knew if I grew, if I built something, I wanted to build it with growth in mind. I didn't want to have to redo it over again. So I invested in, in a, in a great hosting service. And I don't know if you, if you want to say who or what, um, but yeah. a great hosting service. You can, uh, you can share the hosting yeah. service. Okay, if you want. cool. Yeah. So I use SiteGround and they, they've mm-hmm. been great for me. Um, what I liked about SiteGround was that their support was just what I needed at the time. So I dipped my toe into WordPress, got a good theme. Um, I actually use Beaver Builder and I use um, Ultimate Add-ons for Beaver Builder. And basically that let me do anything that I wanted to do. So I watched lots of tutorials, um, joined Facebook groups, forums, and just learned how to use it um, on my own website. And anything I didn't know from a technical point of view, SiteGround helped me out. So if I wanted to... I don't know, back up my website, um, set up my emails, buy a domain and, and you know, all these DNS and all this sort of stuff that was just like new to me. So they really helped me through that. And then after a couple of months, I was getting quite good at it, actually. And uh, I was approached by a couple of companies and said, you know, would, would you do my website for me? So I was like, yeah, you know, I didn't really I didn't really set out to do that. But yeah, you know, let's do it. So 10 websites later. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You so, didn't stop? <laughs> I know I'm a little bit crazy, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, do, do you know what it was? I was just enjoying it all, man, because I was in a lovely kind of position where I wasn't in sales anymore. I wasn't getting pushed and driven. And I just liked playing with words with WordPress. Uh, I'd sit on an evening and just tinker away. And, you know, if I didn't like this, I'd move it over here. And uh, it become quite interesting to me. So, yeah, that kept me going for a while. Um, from a financial point of view, um, building websites for people. So, so yeah. Wow. And and the fact that you didn't even expect to do that in the first place, which is that's pretty impressive. And ten website later, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, to go from you know again from something from scratch to helping other people. And uh, SiteGround is you know a very very popular you know managed WordPress hosting provider and uh, very very well known in the industry. And, um, you know, it's something that I also recommend. I use WP Engine, but SiteGround is also, I hear, very, very good. Support is excellent. And uh, for those who doesn't know, it's where Beaver Builder is like a, a page builder. So they have a function where you can kind of almost drag and drop certain, you know, style of your website to make it look like how you want it instead of going through designers and stuff like that. So it does give you the option to kind of build that website yourself. So, um yeah, it's that option is available to anyone, which is uh, pretty cool. But what you said makes sense in terms of, you know, you had that few months kind of, you know, break after you quit your job where you're learning and you watch other people on YouTube and you experiment. I think it's, it's spot on what you said about you kind of tinker with it, you play with it, you kind of 
break it and then learn from it and you know and um kind of grow with that if it wasn't for even from my experience if it wasn't for just coming home from whether it's uh, uni or school or even in my previous jobs coming home and just play around with wordpress just to understand it better i wouldn't be where i am today and it's just what you said so many times you just kind of go into it almost in the deep end you learn you watch other people you experiment with it and you never know you might actually become really really good at it it doesn't have to be wordpress it could be absolutely anything and it's amazing what you come up with at the end of all that experience and playing around that you actually kind of built a business around it as well which is pretty cool so um no well done for for kind of going in in the you know full steam ahead without even uh, back on <laughs> that you just just go go for it i like that yeah definitely i mean I, I, my tenacity is probably a strength but you know even things like being on the facebook group now and asking people how do you do this has anyone done that and then you're getting a bit css sent through and you're talking about php and i'm like all oh, right okay go on i'll try it then and I was, I've just done a WooCommerce site for somebody with a, with a with quite a big shop on. I'm sending tickets now to Beaver Builder and WooCommerce saying, hey, you should be doing this, guys. Can you change this? Can you tweak that? And <laughs> this, wow. is from a, this is from a novice. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, you, <laughs> you you can just have your own kind of uh, even separate WordPress business yourself, you know? So uh... Well, in, indeed. Well, what I, what I found was when I was business coaching and helping people, they had many gaps in the business and what they needed was sometimes a new brand, a new logo, uh, a new brochure, and then, a, you know, a website. And I thought, well, what's the point in subcontracting the work out? Let's bring it in house and we'll deliver it. And, you know, I can do it at a good, at a good, a good time scale, but also a good price as well. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, provide that kind of package to your clients, you know, to offer a variety of things from branding and, you know, brochure, also website as well. And that kind of leads me to my next question is that um, why, why do you use WordPress for your clients? Um, you know, there must be, your experience obviously played a massive part into it. But why do you use it for your clients? And can you know, what are their general feedback about using it for their own business? It's a great question. So in my, in my experience, in my last few roles, we've had web designers come in. So agencies who've pitched at us. Um, with all kind of bells and whistles, nice flashy websites, but the usability wasn't very good on them. So, you know, the CMS, you know, wasn't, wasn't sort of very good in terms of being able to edit a picture or some words or put a blog on there. And WordPress now is just so simple that kind of anybody can use it. What I do is, as you'll probably do yourself, is lock down the user so they can't break anything. You know, there's quite, quite a, quite a small user, uh, level. And they feel really comfortable in adding blogs now. So I guess the thing with WordPress was that usability, but also the plugins that were available, you know, some awesome plugins. So quite often clients would say, can I do this? I'm like, uh, no, but we'll get a plugin that can do that. So plugins have been amazing. And just things like WooCommerce that I, that I touched about earlier, that free plugin can, can put a shop up there that people can use and run their business off. No problem at all. And for free. So for me, yeah, ease of use and plugins and I just and obviously the hosting that I mentioned earlier, just having that twenty four seven support there was just amazing for me just to have that. Actually I, I broke a website recently. Uh, I was playing with a code in the back end. I was getting a bit cocky Ahmed. I was oh dear. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> <been> there. <laughs> <laughs> and just literally jumped on SiteGround, 
jumped straight on the support, told them what happened. Okay, no worries. We'll just we'll we, you know we'll recover it from the back up, and no problem. Ten seconds later, we're back on again. Whereas if you're on your own, I think you probably I would be very worried about that. I agree. <laughs> you should be very careful, especially if you're gonna <laughs> play around with PHP and code and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, yeah, you need to make sure that you have kind of all the resources around you, such as backup. You know, in this case, because yeah. SiteGround offers that backup um, opportunity and um, kind of bring it back up again. And yeah, if you have those kind of resources and all the foundation is set, it allows you to kind of build and build from there. So uh, it's a really good point that, um, you know, using a, a well-known host provider, uh, whoever it is, and if it's managed WordPress hosting as well, even better, it can make a world of a difference in terms of your business, make your you know, job easier, any technical problem is easier. And uh, yeah, it's above the average cost of a host, but you get what you pay for. And if you sure. pay for a really good host, it makes a whole lot different to your business. So definitely, yeah, uh, definitely agree with that as well. And I think that the, the thing, the beauty about WordPress for me and my clients is that I don't want my clients to keep coming back to me to ask for help. Yeah. Can you treat this for me? I don't, I don't want that. You know, I'm I'm busy delivering courses and coaching. So the beauty of WordPress is that they can do it themselves. It's going to be free because they're not coming and asking me and I'm having to charge them an hour or two's work. And they can just do it anytime they want. And to be honest, they can't really break it. You know, if the if you set the user levels really low and they're just putting a blog article on there, once they've once they've got used to it, they're not they're not going to break it. It's fine. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, unless they do something drastic then you're right it's, it's no there's no reason why it should kind of uh break down or whatever or it could be something that's not their fault you know something gone down in a technical perspective on the host or whatever but yeah you're right um you know it should be fine it should run smoothly and you know that's what other people think is that when they run a WordPress site they see it's so complicated and so hard or maybe it's not for them and or they have trouble using it so I guess my next question would be, what advice do you have for anyone who are, you know, having trouble with using WordPress or even starting it? You know, what advice would you give to these guys? Well, you've got to do your homework. You know, like I say, I did did a lot of YouTube tutorials, lots of reading, lots of watching. And just like anything in life, you've got to put the time and nothing comes easy. So just do your homework. You know, it's... and I guess just reach out. You know, I've joined some Facebook groups, which are closed groups, and just cards on the table. Look, guys, bit of a novice here. I've done this. I've broke it. Or how can you do this? And people are so helpful. It's just human nature. People want to help each other. And uh, there's resources out there to do it. So don't be alone. Don't sit in your back bedroom and, and pull your hair out. Reach out. Jump on some of these Facebook groups. Join some of the forums. Watch YouTube videos and smash it. Love it. Love that. <laughs> Definitely. I agree with you. And I've mentioned so many times in previous episodes that the community is so, so helpful. Reach out to them and also help other people. It's just kind of what the ethos of WordPress is all about. It's uh, everyone helps each other. There's no secret. There's so many articles and guides and courses out there, free as well. And even, you know, YouTube is an amazing resource as well, as well as just, you know, search online you just can find almost an answer to almost anything you want. If you have some help, uh, you require some help or you need some assistance with anything or you just want to learn something new or you want to advance, there's so much resources 
out there. So definitely agree with you. Do your homework. Go home and get, get studying. Just even even ten minutes a day, half an hour a day of just learning about the basic stuff. It could make a world of a difference after even a few months. Just imagine that half an hour a day after a few months, you could be really really good at using WordPress as well. So. I agree with you on that 100%. I'll just pick up one point you made there about help, and that was help each other as well. So that's good karma, isn't it, Ahmed? If you can help somebody, put the time in as well. If you're in a Facebook group and you see something, comment. Definitely. Get the comments in and help them. It's just good karma. Definitely good karma. Definitely good thing. Uh, you know, it's, again, it's, you know, you, I've got your back, you've got my back. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of that philosophy in a way as well. But you're right. If you have a solution to a problem that someone is kind of, you know, banging their head about, just, yeah, have my, a few lines and then you could, you know, change someone's life in a way. So why not? You know, why not? You can do that yourself as well. So uh, very, very cool. So um, so then what is uh, what is your biggest strength? Ooh, well, I think you probably guessed. I mean, I've mentioned tenacity. I've mentioned I'm a contro- control freak. Uh, <laughs> I've mentioned I go full on. Um I, I just, I just want it. I just want it so bad. I want everything and I want it now. I'm, out, I'm so, it's probably best I'll say what's my biggest weakness because I'll probably say patience. <laughs> oh, you've got to say that. Yeah, you read my mind. <laughs> so yeah, I am, I am a little bit impatient because, um, if I've got an idea, I just can't wait to see it unfold. I mean, at the moment, I'm busy compiling a new sales course and I've called it selling like a rock star with this, with this no more 1950s, but we're going, we're going full on. So, this new sales course, I'm really enjoying it and uh, I feel like it's going to be great. And I'm, But I'm just wishing my life away to see it in action because my patience is just so bad. <laughs> so, yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm strong. I'm, I'm, I've got tenacity, but man, I'm impatient. <laughs> okay, so then I'm just going to bring on my question is your weakness. And if we're going to go with impatience or we can go with anything else, you know, how do you overcome it? How do you go around it? Well, I guess it's just understand the journey. So at the moment, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm an entrepreneur, you could say. I, I founded a business a few years ago and I know it's a roller coaster of self-discovery. I know there's dips and I know there's highs and it's just having the steel and the grit and the determination to, to hang on to that roller coaster bar and just go with it. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I've just got to understand that this is the journey and I can't push it. I just have to go with it really. With a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it? Like a, For sure. Like anything, um, well, like a lot of things, I think, as well. But, you know, if, as long as you enjoy that journey, that's the most important thing as well. Dead right, 100%. You know, if you're going to be on a long, long journey and you're impatient, you want it now, 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 enjoy it. Enjoy that journey. It's, it, it's a lot of fun and it's kind of what makes the whole experience even more fun. So, yeah, it, uh, it's something that I think everyone can learn from. Uh, well, Every so. everyone can change your armor as well. If you're not enjoying that experience, just change it. Yeah, I know that sounds easy for me to say, but I've been in that situation. I walked away from a, a good salary and a good job because I knew I wasn't happy. And there's only one person that can change it sometimes, and it's you. So mm-hmm. just go for it. Do it. You'll not starve. Look at that. Did you hear that, everyone? God, <laughs> so much, so much motivation today. Oh, <laughs> I, I feel like you know I can get through the world now. So. Um, <laughs> So then um, if we get all sentimental about it, what mm-hmm. are you most proud about with your business? Wow. I, I guess it's the culture and the values for me, Ahmed. I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do. And I feel quite liberated when I sack clients. So 
what I mean by that is I, I recently went for a, a sort of discovery meeting with a with a business and there wasn't a cultural fit there. We just I just thought I cannot work with this business. That I, I, I watched how they act with their staff. I watched how um, well, yeah, it was the staff really that put me off. To be honest, I just I just watched this guy and he was really offhand. And I just thought if I won this work going forward, would I really want to work with him? So. I guess the, the the thing with my business is I'm in control and I can work with who I want to work with. I don't want to have to wake up in the morning thinking, I don't want to do that. I really want to go there. I don't want to pick the phone up with that guy. So I guess there's nothing more liberating than actually walking away from a contract. Wow. I get a bit, I get, I get quite high on that than actually winning work is actually not taking work. <laughs> I know I've got to pay the bills, but I'm not going to work. I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do. It must be so, yeah, okay, you said it several times, liberating. It must be so liberating and satisfying to be able to be in a position where if it doesn't work for you and your employees and your business, you can say no and walk away. That must be an amazing feeling. I can't I can't imagine how that feels <laughs> for, for anyone to, uh, to think about. But it makes sense. I mean, why would you want to go back to potentially what you were going through earlier in your career with that pressure, with that push, with that, you know, deadlines and that kind of unsatisfaction or dissatisfaction that, you know, you feel so stressed out and you don't want to go back into that. So I guess, you know, it's a good thing that because of what you went through in your early in the career and that stress was involved, that experience had maybe made you think, you know what, I don't want to go through that again. And this particular potential client might put me in that position again. So I have to say you no know, and walk away because it's not worth it. That's really perceptive of you. And that is exactly why I did it. And you get that gut feeling that you're sitting across the table from somebody and and you just, they're not for you. What's the point in engaging with them? Because that two or three instances that you've thought, wow, they're not for me, will turn into 23 over the next three to six months when you're trying to work with them. You know, you'll see their number flash up on your phone and think, oh my God, really? You know, and you don't want that. Just walk away. And you mentioned something there. It must be nice to be in the position to do that. I'm not in that position. <laughs> you oh. know, <laughs> there's, there's not, a, you know, there's not a, 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 a mountain of money behind, but it's not how much money you make. It's how you make your money. True. So, and that's where I'm at now. Yeah. I like that philosophy, actually. It's not how much you have. It's how you make it. It's a, it's a very, very nice thing to say, actually. I agree with you. A hundred percent. It's such a, such a good thing to say, and uh, and uh, and and kudos to you. I mean, you know, you to to have that mentality and mindset as well, um, and for your employees to have that in the company environment and stuff. I mean, I definitely appreciate what you're doing there. So it's really really cool that Far North is in a position where they are today to be have that not free spirited, but have that environment where you're not dreading anything, where you not feel like you're in pain or you have that pressure or stress. Or all these things it's not worth it in the long run and yeah you know yourself it's not worth it in the long run either i think i need to stop hugging trees i'm getting too much of a hippie <laughs> <laughs> well uh maybe maybe it's uh, not such a bad thing is it because at the end of the day because you're happy you know you're happy with how things go and it's nothing nothing to be uh criticized about so no i like it i like what uh what you've been saying and everything that you said earlier today you know you, you've passed on so many things that I'm, I've learned so much from just listening to you and I'm sure even the listeners will learn a lot from yourself as well because so many stuff you should learn 
from from uh, yourself, Ian. And I really, really do appreciate you sharing all the stories, all your tips and advice about everything. And uh, I guess you know it's important to know that uh, if anybody wants to connect with you, where can they do that? Where can they find you? Yeah, sure. So I guess the main thing for business is LinkedIn now. I think it's the number one business to business platform now. Um, what I will say is if you want to connect, feel free, but please add a note. What you probably see a lot of the time is, hi, hi, Ahmed, I'd like to join your network. But it's like, well, why? Who are you? What have we got to offer? What have you got in common? So I always say on my sales course, make sure you fill that form in. Um, I've got a, I've got a, a hashtag that I use, which is called no shout cuts. Because people are broadcasting and they're shouting on social media and there is no shortcuts. So we talked about relationships at the top of the show. Let's let's start relationships. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Hook on to LinkedIn. You can catch me on Twitter, Ian underscore Farah. Uh, my podcast is industryangel.com. But I'll send you some links, Ahmed, for your show notes if you like. But uh, yeah, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear from everybody. That's great. And of course, um, and especially, sorry to jump in. Yeah, if, anyone on, yeah. Has ex- if anyone has experienced burnout or if anyone wants to talk through it or ask any questions on my experiences, I'm all over this. It's a bit of a passion of mine. It's my calling. Um, so don't get stressed out. Don't sit, you know, worried. Reach out and share it with me. I'm quite happy to speak to you. That's awesome. That's really cool. And thank you for that. I mean, I think that I'm sure there'll be, even for the small number of people who are going through that, you know, still you you can reach out. You know, there's nothing to be ashamed of, nothing you should hide. It's the, it's a genuine thing. So there you are. You have an opportunity to reach out to someone who has gone through it. Ian right there at the end of a tweet, LinkedIn, whatever it is, you know, he's there to help you as well. So that's really awesome, Ian. I really appreciate it. And of course, I will put all the links in the show notes, which is available. And, uh, and again, you know, Ian, I have to thank you again very, very much for your time and for coming on and uh, you know it's uh, been really good to talk to you and I uh, hope to speak to you again soon thanks thanks very much Ahmed great opportunity and thanks for all the listeners as well thank you for listening to the Ignite Rap podcast I hope you have enjoyed the show and if you want show notes all you have to do is visit igniterock.com forward slash podcast and don't forget also to leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the show. It would make me a very happy guy and I would really, really appreciate it. In the meantime, let's rock with WordPress. <laughs>